Welcome to the 30 Pause Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Clark. On this podcast, myself and a few guests along the way are here to help you navigate what it's really like riding the roller coaster of emotions through that third decade of life. We're here to laugh at ourselves, live our truth, to inform, be fabulous, darlings. So thank you for joining and hop on the roller coaster of emotions and be sure to hold on to your nipples because we're about to enter 30 Pause. <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today, guys. It's really about information this episode. Pardon um, my phone as I get more information for you, literally. Um, But yeah, this episode is just about information and what, um, you know, other people in other regions um, in the country are doing. I have spoken with women in Florida, Colorado, and and California. And, of course, you know, a majority um, of us are going to have access like the Colorado and California residents. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of get everybody's, like, information, everybody's experiences, um, provide more, you know, resources and information because we need to know what we can do, uh, where we can go, uh, how people can help, and so forth and so on. So, let's motherfucking fight to the end. Okay? Cool. Um, I spoke with, I actually texted, I'm not even gonna lie, um, because millennials, um, we don't like talking on the phone. No. Uh, I, I text, um, Cheyenne, she is one of the founding members of WAMP, uh, which is the um, Women's Advocacy Movement of Pinellas County in Florida. Um, She gave me so many fantastic resources and amazing things uh, to, to share. So... I do have a lot of floor residents and listeners, um, particularly, that I think this would be really great for you. Um, so, besides WAMP, the Women's Advocacy Movement of Pinellas County, other amazing programs and resources and organizations, one main thing was the Tampa Bay Abortion Fund. Um, they help people in need of financial assistance for abortion access and also advocate for abortion justice and legislation. Wow, 15 hours today, guys. I'm <laughs> it's, it's been rough. Um, sorry, um, but they advocate for the justice and legislation. Uh, there are also several organizations like Progress Florida, uh, the Pinellas chapters of the National Organization of Women, the League of Women Voters, and a slew of others. Um, so find those organizations, you know, on social media. I promise you, you're going to find someone who's who's going to help. Um, 
the women's advocacy movement on Pinellas is really just focused on educating, advocating, and facilitating. So they constantly push the support for the Tampa Bay Abortion Fund as well as fundraise uh, for themselves. And they've taken a part in training. Uh, I think that's really cool. That teaches uh, people about self-managed abortions using medications that can be obtained online. Um, if you want more information on that, go to plancpills.org. That's a fantastic resource for information on that. Um, they also spread awareness about uh, INeedAnna.com. It's INeedAnna.com and AbortionFinder.org, uh, which both help people locate clinics near them, teach them about the laws specifically and specific to their areas um, that they're researching. That is going to be huge. You know, you need to make sure that you are doing everything in your power to make sure your side of the street is clean because <laughs> we ain't trusting no one out here. Um, so, yeah, I need ANA.com and abortionfinder.org. Both of those are going to help you find research and, and research and, and be specific to your area. Aside from that, um, WAMP, 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 I hate saying that. I'm just going to say the Women's Advocacy Movement of Benelis. Um, I'm just going to use my diction and say that every time. Aside from that, um, they host rallies uh, that bring many local organizations together to focus on specific issues that obviously they collectively want to assist in. So, um, this is fantastic. This is... I can't thank uh, Cheyenne enough uh, just for briefly texting me and um, WAMP. Just check them out on Instagram. Um, they also have a website. So let me take a look here. Make sure I'm giving you the right one. Their website is uh, com. That's W-A-M as in Mary, P as in Paul, I, N as in Nancy, E, L, L, A, S as in Sam, Com. Um, you know, put the website, I'm, I'm putting the website out there um, so that you guys are just getting all the correct resources and information. Um, they publish their events on there as well. Uh, a slew of resources and um, educational material on self-managed abortions. And so at this point, I think for states like Florida, Ohio, Indiana, it's it's coming down to a self-managed abortion. Um, if you don't know any of those folks out of state who are still legally able to obtain an abortion. Um, again, I'm the messenger. I just want to relay the information. Um, I just knew the right people to ask the right things, and, and that's the goal. I speak to two women in this episode. Um, I speak to Miss Kelly Catherine. She is, um, how Southern is that? I just love, um, the alliteration of her name. <laughs> um, I speak to Kelly. Um, Kelly is, um, born in Alabama, I believe. I believe. Don't quote me on this, but raised in the panhandle and or just baby. She is from the South. Okay. And, um, she moved to, to Colorado a few years back, and she's a fantastic florist, 
calligraphy designer. I mean, she's so talented and she's sweet as pie and hilarious. And her and I met back in April through a mutual friend, our friend Briggs. Um, and we just had a silly old time. Um, and so we just really connected. And then so when this happened, when I saw her social, when she was protesting, I was like, boom, let me talk to Kelly. So um, the first half of these interviews are um, with Kelly. And then the last is with my girl, Angela. She was on our show going through the big D. She was my guest on that on that episode of 30 Paws. So um, she lives in L.A., um, and so she was at the protests in L.A. Uh, this past weekend, and um, I just got some insight on her experiences there and what Californians are doing, what they're able to do, and how they can assist um, with other uh, women who are coming from out of state who need abortions. So... I'm just trying to, again, like I said, relay the information, take it out as what it is. It's not going to be perfectly edited. It's, it's pretty just raw and real and just like, here it is. Um, guys, if you have any more information or resources that you think it is helpful, please, please, please make sure that you shout out to me, um, 30paws at gmail.com or you can um you know dm me um on my socials at 30paws 30paws um anything anything that is gonna make sense and help we are here to help heather helps this is my shit um i'm not a i i don't know what else to do i'm i'm trying to find things that I can do in my realm so that I can, I can feel like I'm doing something because we have to do something. We can't just be idle and sitting back. So again, raw, real episodes, more information, really great conversation. As always, I love y'all. And what that, um, and what that, what that it means, like, because I'm in Indiana, okay, and the news broke out, and here, it's more or less like, no one really agrees, or I have not ever ran into or had these conversations with said people that are like, everyone right. thinks this is like, wild and crazy, and they can't believe it's been overturned, right? No matter your background, but... At the same time, and I'm just going to be really real, like it's summer and I don't know if people are really ready to handle around here, like more heaviness. And I think they just really kind of want to be outside and just enjoy that too. And right. I think to me, that's the overall like consensus and energy uh, that I get because I mean, I don't know. I wasn't, I lived downtown, but I wasn't like in near the courthouse. If there was some sort of like protest, anytime there was any sort of black lives matter, uh, protests or anything like that, it was there. Um, you know, but I didn't exactly go down there, but I didn't exactly see any sort of coverage on social media or things happening besides like, you know, the margarita fest or whatever. Again, you have to remember like you and you're in Colorado. So we only have so much sunshine and good weather. 
And then it's stolen from us, you know, 50% of the year. So I, to me, that's, that's kind of uh, the temperature and energy over here. So I was just kind of seeing what's it over there and where are you exactly located in, in Colorado? So I'm in Inglewood, uh, maybe like 20 minutes from the city. I've got a friend that lives like really close to um, the capital. So I parked at her house and just kind of went with her. Um, it's I, from what I'm seeing, and this is coming from someone who grew up in Alabama and was signing petitions on the other side, you know, growing up because I was obviously one of those being told, you know, uh, these people are just dismembering babies right out of the, you know, vag and all this stuff. And it's like, that's, that's what even I was talking to my sister about it this morning. And I was like, that word abortion was such a scary word. And every time I heard it, that was exactly what I pictured in my head was just babies being thrown in trash cans and stuff like that. Even until yesterday at the protest, um, which was an amazing protest, great turnout, tons of people the city is very very behind overturning that you know I I mean that doesn't surprise me of Denver whatsoever you know it's a whole different like point of view on it and I'm glad that you know I've had a younger sister that has taught me quite a bit and then to come to an area like this it's been extremely eye-opening and to know that like women of color and indigenous women have been fighting this so much harder than we have and you know they on white women step up men step up and it's time to step up you know yeah so it was a it was a great you know we are still uh you can have an abortion here it's still legal here because they started working on this before they you know that word of the bill that was going to pass and they were going to overturn and so they started working on it there's just a handful of states and I do not know them so I would have to like look that up but um and a lot of this was new information to me yesterday on like different things and so we still are an abortion state and people that are looking for abortions there's a lot of groups here that um if you're looking for a place to put your money there's some really legit I can send over to you. And then if um, you are looking for somebody's looking for something in their state, doesn't offer it, or they're not behind it, then this is a pro abortion state and they will find a way to get you here if they can, you know? So. Yeah. I, I, and that's, what's been really cool because I did, you know, my research knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm in Indiana and this should not been okay. I, I was not shocked, but again, kind of like put snap back right into reality when I moved back here, because, you know, when I moved back here, I didn't have like insurance or anything. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I got to go to Planned Parenthood and I'll just, I'll be fine, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and then like there isn't one here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, like Planned Parenthood was like those MPs there were my saving grace on very many levels. So I was just like, holy fuck. Yes. Okay. You're back home, (laughs) home, but you know, so yeah, I, it's just, um, it's, you know, it's not available, but there was, I'm scrolling right now. And because I was, I was looking at just different resources. Like if women in these States, um, that obviously can't get an abortion right now, or they need assistance. Like, how can I help? Like, do you need to come? You know, like I'm thinking of my friends in New York, like, you know, they would like be like willing to, you know, have someone stay with them if they needed to stay for the 24 hours or the 48 hours that with, you know, going through that and so forth and so on. 
um, you know, donating people to help kind of get transportation to these states in order to have access, you know, to an abortion. Um, so anyways, hey, Jane, I, I knew Indiana, Ohio wasn't going to be, that wasn't going to be available. I wanted to see what states were. And so right now it says if you're able to travel to California, Colorado, Illinois, New Mexico, New York, or Washington for treatment, you can be eligible for Hey Jane treatment. So, um, you know, I just think it's just really freaking rad if the people of Colorado and those states are able to just help um, women who who need this. So that I learned yesterday is that they were like, don't come into this trying to reinvent the wheel. Like there are so many legit things for you to go ahead and invest in and to look for knowledge in and utilize that we've did like, like she said, indigenous and people of color have been doing this for so long that it's already there. We just need to take it to the next level. And we basically are, we're, uh, you know, an underground system of all of these connections and things to get people where they need to be. And they said, women don't, uh, use period trackers on, on your phones. Don't, uh, because they, there's a case, which I mean, don't quote me on it. Cause I don't remember, but, exactly like the name of it, but, uh, someone, oh, sorry, someone was, um, charged for murder because they went in and had an abortion in their app with like turned it all in. Like it's more about just being about the action and wanting to know like what someone like myself can do. I mean, it's not like, I you know I have all these like resources and monetary means, but I think it's just so much more than that. I think it's so much more than just like, you know, helping oh, I'm going to donate money, it can be a lot more than just doing that, you know? And I think there right information about how you can access, how you legally can do this, yeah. where you need to go, and that you are not, um, you know, just being sued. I mean, I think law is wild. I saw this, like, quote on um, Twitter, social, something. And it said something like, law is crazy because they made this shit up 200 years ago and they're still sticking by it. Whereas yeah. medicine, we're like, look at these nerds did in 1990. Like, what the hell were they thinking? Like, obviously it's changed. But like, obviously it's different. That was back in 1990. You know what I mean? Like, right. and that's kind of like the same idea. It's just like, we need to ever, like, as society changes, as we grow and we develop, like, our laws need to change for the world, the current world that we live in. Like we're, I just don't understand the why, I guess, you know, other than power and control. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's literally what it is. I mean, there were some amazing signs yesterday, uh, quirky, really emotional, like all, all over the board, yeah. but every one of them an extremely valid point and like one of them is basically like our bodies are being used as cattle now you know like we're being told what to do we literally have no more rights than a gun does like guns have more rights than women do i mean it's yeah. it's insane, you know but uh it it was an amazing turnout yesterday there were so many people there even more than i thought there was going to be and i think another valid point was that uh 
there's a lot more of us than there are them. And so we just need to, The be, I mean, not everybody has money, but if you have a friend that has money, maybe let them know how, you know, important this yeah. is. Yeah. Have important conversations and uncomfortable conversations. They were like, ruin your 4th of July picnic and go talk about this with those people that don't want to hear you or, you know, let them block you on Facebook. You know, oh. why do we do all of that legwork? Right. You know, it's, it was just, it was really empowering and just like being around people and like listening to podcasts that are giving you information on this. And, you know, we are sourcing this through other people. Like it's, it's out there, you know, and we've just got to talk about it and we have to normalize it. And we've talked about it and all those people that just maybe were like me years ago when that's what I was, you know, born to understand and learn and follow, right. you know, ask questions, ask questions, ask why it's okay to ask why, like it's a thousand percent ask why and everyone should, you know, so ask why we're talking about it and make it normal and make it a new normal or whatever, you know what I mean? Because things that we've learned are things that we've been taught, you know, it doesn't happen, you know, and it's, it's just, it's shocking, like to hear that it was overturned, I think, like just, it, it almost still like hasn't fully hit me because it just, seems like oh my god we're in 2022 and this just doesn't make sense to me well it doesn't make sense to I think a majority of the people and that's not what they that's not what we want you know and yeah ruin the fourth of July picnics because honestly um I don't own a goddamn thing with an American flag on it and I haven't in a while because I'm not really that fucking proud to be an American I know. I literally That doesn't mean I don't love my country. I'm just very that's separate. For me, that's separate because that that's different because for me, I love this country because I was born and I had all of these freedoms. Like I've yeah. had all of this opportunity. You know what I mean? Like and uh, you know, all of this, you know, amazing all these experiences. So I'm so privileged and I I really love my country for um giving me that opportunity because if I was born somewhere else probably wouldn't happen you know what I mean but our privilege was because of we took it away from someone else you know what I mean and that that's not what I want to be a part of and I don't want to be and that's why I'm just like I don't I'm just thinking to myself like I don't even give a fuck about this kind of weekend (laughs) like what no like this isn't this isn't like a thing to celebrate. I'm not wearing my red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> you blue. My blue. <laughs> you know, I hope I, I hang with really good people, like-minded people, and have good times and maybe have like some moments, but there's really no expectation or like looking forward to like Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna like. Yeah. You know, like for me, it's just, I'm sorry, not, I'm not going to proudly wear a flag because this fucking country just took away my reproductive rights. Fuck you. You know, I'm going to chill. Your drinking holiday. (laughs) Yeah. It's a drinking holiday too. You know? No. So I just find it, you know, I think it's great that you went to the protests and you're able to do that. And it's like every opportunity that there was something happening or going on, um, uh, you know, there's just kind of this, this region, Indiana and Ohio and, and Michigan, they there's, I mean, it's, it's funny because it's not really like 
conservative and not as much as people really think, but unfortunately the majority and the people in power or the people who are running are just like old white men. So, you know, (laughs) those things are all going to stay. So it's just like, you know, and I saw today and I was just like, you know what, if anything, like there's, you know, my podcast is called 30 Paws. So it's always just like about my millennial experience, you know, and what that entails and so forth. And so I, you know, it's funny because, you know, now we see Gen Z and what they're doing. And and I would always kind of like make fun jokes and poke fun about that, whatever. And, but you know what, today's youth is the fucking future because they (laughs) already hacked into SCOTUS's like credit cards and got their IP addresses. And I was just like, fuck it up. I mean, because that's the, that's the new cold world, cold war war with guns and all of that shit yes that exists obviously we see that still happening in ukraine you know but at the same time the the new cold war is is technology and mm-hmm. uh, in and, and, and your privacy you yeah know? so true so it's just like i'm like hells yeah they fucking better have <laughs> you know i hate for those three judges that dissented you know and but oh god (laughs) what a what a i'm i'm sure when they signed up they just thought this won't happen no way no way no 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 no. because in my lifetime in our lifetime there's been a lot to be said right yeah. we're kind of like entering being toddlers we have the desert storm you know then there's um then mm-hmm. there's then there's 911 mm-hmm. uh then you know then the whole war on afghanistan the bush presidency the recession uh, the okay. global pandemic covid <laughs> Another war, World War Three with Ukraine, what? and now um, my reproductive rights have just been fucking taken away. So I'm sorry, not sorry, that I'm a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. It's like, what the fuck, though, dude? Like, <laughs> we just went through a pandemic. Like, cause yeah, we just have a year off. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So what would you say of, of the ladies on the West Coast and in Colorado, you know, they're listening and and what would be like a great resource that they can go to or how can they help um, if they can donate money, if they can't donate money, how can they donate their time or do you kind of know any of that besides what I can look up on the Internet? I've got some for you. I'd have to like look it up in my text so I can definitely send it over. So you'll yeah. have it. Yes, uh, Absolutely. But I know, like, just calling, like, the Capitol, too, mm-hmm. uh, they're highly involved, so they can give you plenty of resources. They welcome the call. They said, please call over, like, give us a call, reach out, and we can direct you to the right person, even if it's a person for a person in another state. Like, they, there's already a network set in place of people that can get you where you need all over the U.S., even if your state is not supportive of pro-abortion. They will figure awesome. it out. Awesome. So hope out there just we've just got to connect the right people with the right people and that's that's it that's that that's really that um i'm talking to another friend of mine in california um later tonight too so i'm just kind of 
hoping to get some more insight. And I really just thank you so much for like talking to me and doing this. And I was just like, I saw your post that you're at the protest and I was like, Kelly. And like, <laughs> I, I was like, I just remember we had just such a fucking good time a couple months ago. We're yeah. in the panhandle. And I was just like, Oh, she'd be like perfect. Like for this. So I really appreciate it. It was fun talking to you. And I'm just so glad that uh, you're looking into this and getting the word spread even more. I can't yeah. wait to hear the podcast. Oh yeah, girl. I'll send you all the links. Love it. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later, girl. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Start my period today, and I've just I've been oh, so sorry. emotional. So I'm emotional. sorry about Fiona Apple's dog, and I'm sorry. Oh my god, Angela! For, yeah, I have to. I will screenshot that to you because her no, open it's letter. Not, it's, not, it's not. It's not necessary. I don't. Oh, I don't but, need that. Well, you know, Fiona that. is like. Mm-hmm such an amazing songwriter so why wouldn't she just like give her fans an amazing apology slash my dog is dying letter bitch I was unprepared for it I was unprepared for it yeah it's a lot and it's sweet to do but she doesn't owe that to anybody and that's she doesn't but at the same time when you kind of do when you plan these things and you have venues and you have um, musicians money, and people, yeah. you have musicians and people that you're hiring and, and they're depending on, yeah. So she does have an obligation to say something, unfortunately, because she employs so many people when she goes on tour too. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. I, but as like a normal human being, would I have to really explain myself? No. But when you have, when you're responsible for other people, when you have power like that, you are responsible. Yes. When you are an entity. Yeah. And yeah, people will pay money to go to your concerts. And absolutely, yeah. I feel like a responsibility with the podcast and making sure that I'm just like a not only being my my true self, mm-hmm. but b also just making sure like people want you know information or you know we have the same ideologies and we have um you know the same like this and we're same days and mm-hmm. you want you know like I feel like that's yeah that's. I have this platform. I pay for this platform to do it. And to, so I kind of have, I do have a little bit of an obligation and that's uh, so one thing you can do is, um, have a tiny storage of plan B pills available to give out to girlfriends and mail to friends that live outside of States, um, that protect your rights. Um, yeah. You know, there are abortion pills that you can seek and, and stuff up on, but then it's like, you know, I don't, there's the issue of hoarding these pills and then them expiring and not going to the people who need it. Yeah. Um, um I actually looked into, um, Hey Jane, I just spoke with Kelly in Colorado. Um, and, um, Hey Jane is an organization where they will mail you, uh, abortion pills and it's basically only available in like California, Illinois, uh, New Mexico, Colorado, um, and a few other states. So I just like inquired because I knew Indiana um, wasn't going to be a state that that was going to be available, obviously. But, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm curious as to what other states would be. And so that's kind of really what prompted me and kind of got my 
hamster wheel going with like, okay, well, I have these two friends that live in the West Coast that abortions are available and they can get it and their government is respectful of a woman's right to choose and are gonna like assist them so I just want to kind of get the word out and see like what people can do you know and also at the protests too yeah you also have to be careful because not every state is going to protect those rights now uh our governor Newsom said today I believe that if women are traveling out of state to seek an abortion in the state of California, that her medical privacy is protected. And, okay. and doctors that perform abortions to women who are traveling out of state, they're also protected and will not get sued and will not get their license taken from them. Um, not every state is like California. Correct. Even that oh, aren't, definitely not. Yeah. The ones that are, aren't banning it may not go that far as protecting privacy, you know, they might say enter at your own risk. Um, you know, states like Oregon and Washington, like I'm, I'm, I would hope that they follow suit. Oregon. I don't believe our Oregon. I don't believe is one of the states, but Washington state is really. Yeah. Available for Hey Jane. I don't know organs. Um, not and so yeah, it's the fact that some states aren't available for you to receive these because mm-hmm. it's a legal thing, right? Like, would I get in trouble if? And that's what uh, I believe Gavin or Newsom was saying today. If you also, I'm hoping if you aid and abet abortion in the state of California from one friend to another, one mm-hmm. one person to another in another state. If I supply those pills, would I get arrested? Would I be investigated? Right. Would I get sued if someone found out that I sent yeah. a friend of mine abortion pills? I mean, it's a scary time because you just don't know what you're, how, yeah, if you're going to get in trouble for helping. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, hey, Jane is California, Colorado, Illinois, New Mexico, New York, or Washington. Um, so it's just basically said, we're working on expanding into more states as quickly as we can. But if you're able to travel to these states, you can be eligible for aging treatment. So um, you can text them too. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, um, I think just having those resources and knowing what's legal and what's not legal. And it's, I was speaking to a friend who is an attorney today and he was just essentially just saying like, he's like, you've got to be so thorough. You know, he's like, I haven't read the whole hundred page doctrine. He's like, I'm not freaking going to, he's no. like, you know, but at the same time, he was like, you know, if, you know, I was practicing that, that line of law and so forth, it, it would just be so much red tape and, and a lot of making sure that you have an attorney who can figure out all that red tape and make sure you're doing things legally and people don't have resources to an attorney and people don't have resources to get an abortion yeah. or, you know, have resources to travel in this economy. And yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> in this climate, in this climate, uh, but at what cost? Like, it's just so, it's so much and it's so heavy. So it's just like. And as someone who wants to remain child free, it's like, do I have to look into um, getting 
more permanent forms of birth control? Like, do I, I'm looking into getting my tubes tied Mm -hmm. as a 34 year old single woman. Like it's, it's like, it's wild. And it's, that's a painful, scary process that I feel like I shouldn't have to go to. And it sucks to be someone going, you know, at least I live in California and these services will be available. Well, like a lot of counties in California don't have a clinic near them within miles and miles and miles. It's like, Mm. yes, it's California, but like a lot of parts of California don't have access to it. And, and the parts that do, are we going to get overwhelmed? Are the hospitals and, and clinics that provide this medically necessary procedure for some women, for all women, it doesn't even need to be said, you're right. I'm like this medically necessary procedure. I I mean, you know, and not even to mention, you know, ectopic pregnancies and, you know, pregnancies where the fetus aren't viable and having, having to carry a, a baby who's not full term dead and you have to deliver a stillborn the government is would rather you deliver a stillborn yeah and have the trauma the trauma i mean the trauma so traumatic yeah an abortion can be a traumatic experience well it is a traumatic experience and also not be yeah and, and, and before friday for a lot of women well gosh you know you have, I think, a bit more to say on this because since September, I think something happened in your area that was like preventative of like getting care. Yeah. There was like a draft or some mm-hmm. like preamble to this. Yeah. So Indiana is probably one of the worst states to live in if you really are, you As know, a free thinking uh, person. Yeah. Um, you know, and so they, they really held restriction. And, and I was speaking to um, Kelly before this and saying, just moving back here and just being like, oh yeah, I don't have health insurance. I'm just trying to get, like, get a job and get myself on my feet. And I was just like Googling Planned Parenthoods and they were like, weren't around. And that's a, probably was a shock. And that was a total shock. And that was like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Duh. You do where you grew up, Heather. Like, do you remember? (laughs) I went to a pro-life march when I was sixth grade. My my grandma and her church group all like took me, and my mom just like blindly allowed (laughs) like it to happen because what that was just like I was raised Catholic. It was pro-life. I remember their absolute physical disgust of the first lady at the time, Hillary Clinton, um, just making a statement of how it's a woman's right to choose. And I was 11 years old. I had no idea like what any of this was about. I just knew I was going to Washington DC with my grandma with the church. You guys traveled to DC. Yeah. I went to a right to life March. When you were 11 years old? 11. Oh, my God. And I saw the most horrendous and traumatizing, like, pictures. Yeah. 
Yeah, of, like, you know, fetuses. And that was the idea that was going to be emblazoned in my mind that people do this to kill babies like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it was a wild experience. And then, you know, to grow up and have an abortion myself. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, you all can fuck off. And, you know, I know and it was a different time. And I think my mom was just my parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> they were oh. doing their fucking best. But at the same time, yeah. they had no fucking clue what they were doing, nor did they really know themselves. It's what happens when you fucking have kids at 20 years old. Yeah. And you know, life goes on. I don't blame, I don't blame anybody for that. I don't for, for, I don't hold anybody accountable for any of that. I really don't. I don't have any like trauma or like resentment towards my parents with that, because I just truly think that like, they really didn't fucking know. No. And, um, and it's sad because this has been Roe versus Wade has been established in 1973. And my parents were on a bus going to like summer camp as kids in 1973. So they didn't fucking know, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm 35 years old, but, and, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, like my mom was divorced with two kids by the time she was like 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's really, I, I mean, I had no, I fucking clue who I was at 23, 22 years old, let alone raise kids. No, you know what you do? You turn to community. You know what you find community church, church, exactly. Church and family and people and a sense of belonging. And I think that's really what was happening. They do. And you believe what they believe. Exactly. not to you come across life experiences or what have you. I don't know. Some sometimes yeah. something clicks and you and you get to you get a chance to think for yourself. Thank God. Yeah. Thank fucking God. So I just want to kind of go over like, and it's completely up to you. I mean, it's called editing, and that's what we do. But uh, I mean, you and I both have had abortions. Our abortion yeah. stories are completely different. Yes. Um. But if you wouldn't mind sharing your abortion story and 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 so that people can kind of get a background on why you're so just as passionate as I about continuing this conversation and how abhorrent this decision is. Oh, of course. Proud of myself for yeah. Um actually getting an abortion. Yeah, it's it's not anything to ever be ashamed of. I'm happy to share my story. Um and it's actually recently there's an, there's an amendment to actually make to my story because, um, because of a new law that happened in California. And I would love to like, uh, get your opinion on this, but here's okay. what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. In March of 20 or 2006, um, days after my 18th birthday, um, uh, an event took place that resulted in a pregnancy. Yeah. I was still in high school at the time and I decided to terminate that pregnancy. I had just, um, I think received a scholarship to go to college, Mm -hmm. um, uh, next year. And I was very much looking forward to doing that. And I thought that a baby wouldn't fit into that lifestyle. I didn't know the father of the child really Mm -hmm. but it was a result of assault 
um, in the very nuanced case of consent, I consented um, to ha have sex with this guy that I met and he took the condom off while having sex. And uh, as of, I think this past month in the state of California, that's actually considered assault. Um, it's, a, it's a thing called stealthing. Mm -hmm. And if a man is, if you agree to have intercourse with a man, you have sex yeah. with a man, you hook up with someone um, who is a man, yeah. and you agree to wear a condom and they take off that condom without your knowledge, that is assault. And you can press charges on them and pursue legal recourse um, because that's what happened to me and it resulted in a pregnancy and I was very fortunate to live in a time where I only had to travel three hours out of Your my, yeah. my city to obtain this abortion. but I was young I was still living at home I didn't have any money really I did have a job an after school job. And, um, I actually took my pregnancy test, uh, when I was at work, I worked at this movie theater and I took my, I took pregnancy, my pregnancy test at work too. Yeah. You know, because we got to work. We got to just be working, but just be working. We just, we, and it's crazy. I'm I, working bitch. I, I don't even know if men realize this, but a lot of your coworkers have probably taken pregnancy tests at work, at work. And then she is found out she's pregnant and then she walked into a meeting and owned that shit and said, you do this and you do that. And then gets paid a third of what her counterpart gets paid. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. wild. It's a wild thought, but yeah, that's, I think that's a common experience too. The, the idea of like having to take, you know, not feeling well, having experiencing some morning sickness, mm -hmm. remembering, Oh, you, you know, had unprotected sex with someone at some point recently yeah. and you're like maybe I should take one just for s and g's you know maybe I have gas or something yeah like yeah I so, just knew like, I knew I was pregnant because my titties hurt so bad really Woo! heavy heavy they hurt so bad and every single smell was turning my stomach Oh, okay. I don't remember. I remember just constantly vomiting. Just not being able I to never eat. had any morning sickness. Never. Yeah. Oh, I just couldn't stop. I mean, I got down to like 88 pounds and I'm four foot 10, mind oh. you. I'm, I, I'm staying a hundred is my like, I know, a hundred, like, you're a hundred pounds. You're a buck. That's you're what a buck. I the fourth grade. I know, but it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'm a little person. Yeah. But, she's a little person, I, but I, yeah. But I lost, a, I mean, I got down to, yeah, like 88, 88, 85 pounds. And so, but I was pregnant and um, was lucky to have a group of friends that came together to raise money for me um, so that I could go and um, seek out this medical procedure, this, yeah. this life-saving because, and I say life-saving in my case, because, um, just to put it out there, I was very, um, 
I, I considered ending my life. I think, I, I think I know I did. So I did. Yeah. I tried, I tried to end my life because, um, I felt trapped and lost and I couldn't tell my parents. They, I mean, I grew up in a, like a fundamentalist religious cult, uh, yeah. as a witness and you j- it's just something you don't do. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you, you can't tell anyone you just have, you feel lost and trapped. And that's a very real fear that I have for a lot of women in these States. Um, a lot of people are going to feel desperate and they're going to, they're going to feel trapped and they're going to not only like harm themselves, like to, cause I, I had for a period of time, I mean, I got so small, I was not only vomiting, but I was also starving myself too. Cause I had heard somewhere, some old wives tale that if you you can starve yourself. Or there was like a, a, a friend of, I heard this rumor of a friend of a friend who like starved themselves and was and then, able to miscarry uh, because of it. And yeah. that's not that. So that's something that I, I also attempted during you this attempted time. Too. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt like that was, a, that was another choice, speaking of choice, but under no circumstances did I ever think that carrying this child to, to term and raising it or giving up, giving it up for adoption was an option. So mm-hmm. it was either I seek an abortion, I force myself to miscarry, or I end my life. Those are my three choices that I had. Um, and the, I mean, and that was at a time where Roe v. Wade wasn't even in question of being overturned. Exactly. And. Yeah. And so I, I know there's so many women out there that feel really, I mean, the day of this going through, uh, I mean, I've heard stories of nurses having to get permission and like doctors having to go between or like go in front of like moral boards and like talking to lawyers and finding out how do I perform this, mm-hmm. you know, Procedure. Yeah, I've already, I've already like, I've already read a story about a woman who had an atopic pregnancy, which that's my abortion story. And so a woman who had an atopic pregnancy, obviously you have to have an abortion when it's atopic and it's life threatening. -threatening. And she had nine hours. Yeah. Yes. Nine hours of, of conversation between the doctor and lawyer to make sure that the doctor could abort this pregnancy and the pain she was probably in the bleeding her body was doing to protect itself oh my god I mean the eruption like she nearly died the nurse was like I've never seen so much internal bleeding yeah. So now not only, I mean, we're setting all kinds of presidents. Now we're seeing women bleed to their fucking maximum. Yes. The fucking brink of death before it's like, okay. And I mean, the cramps were so out of this world. I saw stars. They're monstrous. I saw stars. I saw stars. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did. I was, I was that, that amount of pain indescribable you won't forget it no no no, you can't forget it it's you can't forget it but i can't describe it yeah yeah, like it's it's because i don't know how to describe other than like 
just take a fucking really deep breath and then yeah feels like they goddamn yes like it's 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 so crazy because i'm passing i'm passing a fetus yeah you know but it's almost like i'm it's like it's i would guess because i've never had given birth but I hear women and I have friends that have given natural births and it's just like this out of body experience where you just have to grin and fucking bear it. And that's, and to me, like I was like passing that fetus was, I mean, I passed out in the shower. I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like my boyfriend at the time was like, holy shit, do we have to take you to the hospital again? Like, no, I just, was in so much pain and my body was like what the fuck is going on bitch you know what yeah. I mean like what just happened yeah. and you know it's I had to so no much in the body yeah 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 I had no idea so it's just it's I don't yeah it really pisses me off when men make a decision they have no idea what that feels like and nor will they ever know and they have no idea and if um they had this line on the, the TV show Veep, if men could have, you know, if men could get pregnant, abortions would be available at an ATM. Absolutely. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. If men bled like we bled, I mean, it's so wild. If they cramped like we cramped. The, the cramps in my back today have been diabolical. I'm fucking 35. Oh. And I'm, I am, do, I'm in my break room because I have patients in the lobby and I'm in the break room doing like solid stretches and like deep breaths so I can get through the severity of the cramps in my lower back today not to mention popping all kinds of fucking pain pills and ibuprofens and not pain pills I, but yeah well ibuprofen for sure like but it's like we I mean the but fact- also I don't want to fucking take ibuprofen every time I'm in fucking pain because I take yeah. ibuprofen all the time for my inflammation my ankles my other injuries that I have yeah. from years, years of that like I don't want to be on my period of fucking popping 800 milligrams of ibuprofen no, daily. It's just, I, I agree. I'm not, <laughs> I just, I, I, I will take a vitamin, but yeah. I, I, but I don't, some Ruth Bader ginseng, you know, <laughs> some Ruth Bader but I'll tell you what, it's really, I'm very pessimistic about the Supreme Court and I feel very <laughs> negative about. Oh, my- I am very negative. I feel negative about the Supreme Court and I feel pessimistic about my fucking future. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do too. I do too. It's, it's, I get it. So when you were at the protests, yeah. were other people pessimistic or were other people, um, hopeful and like let's wrap like what was the overall temperature in the rallies in downtown LA well I first heard about it through a friend's post on Instagram um downtown Pershing Square downtown LA 5 p.m rally for abortion rights fuck it I'm there I'm off I'm pissed I spent the day crying I'm so upset I was on the phone with a girlfriend of mine and we were just like sobbing. I mean, we both live in California. We both still have our rights, but we were just on the phone sobbing and like, what can we do this? We feel hopeless. 
And then I brought up, Hey, I saw this, this post on social media. Let's on Instagram specifically, like if you're down, I'm down. It's safe to go in numbers. She was down. She brought her boyfriend, you know, just to have extra it's safety in numbers, really, especially when you're going to downtown LA, it's not the safest place. Um, you know, especially at night, but it was at 5 PM. The sun is out until 8 PM. And so I knew I could give a couple of hours. And so she showed up and she had her sign. I had mine, um, my body, my choice. Thank God for abortion. Um, we were ready to go. And the deal is when you protest in a big gigantic city, um, you need to go about it, um, in a way that you're not going to screw yourself over. So for instance, like, don't try to Uber there. Don't try to drive there. Um, and find parking, um, you know, it's going to, it's something like this is going to be chaos, like getting in and out of the city. Um, and so your best bet is to drive to an area where you can park and then Uber to a train station and then take a train station to your spot in LA. And luckily from where I'm at, I was able to take a spot right to Pershing square. So I hopped out. Were you like was able to park right outside the protest? No one's able to park right outside the protest. The only real, where the only park, huh? Where were you parked? I didn't park. I took a train. Oh, okay. I had my friends meet me at my place and they parked their car at my place. I left my car at home. We Ubered over to the train station. Got it. And then then from there, we, we took a train directly to where we needed to meet up with, you know, what we thought, you know, was the meetup, right? And so we get there and we have our signs and the thing you have to be careful about is you don't know who is on your side or not. You don't know if someone is a religious extremist or something of the matter. So we had two signs. So, um, I was having my girlfriend sandwich her sign against mine. So no one can read it. Um, just for safety purposes. I didn't know if the Uber would not let us ride with them, if they, disagreed with our signs so we kind of tried to do what we can to keep like a low profile yeah um, on the uber and the train and then we got to um the location which was Pershing Square when I did the last protest um May I believe May 14th in LA it was another rally for abortion rights um I had the same sign as the last rally literally that I've done this enough where I can just, Oh, let me grab my abortion sign, go to the rally. It's like insanity, but, but you know, it's, it seems to be at the same location. It's usually right in front of city hall, um, in downtown LA typically. And when we got off the train, um, there were people already marching down the street. So we got off the train and we walk around the corner and we just see a group of people just like marching. Yeah. And out for me, it was like immediately emotional. I just, ha- I ha- honestly have a fear of crowds. I don't like being in big groups like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, caused, it causes um, anxiety and sometimes I can um, develop a panic attack over it. And I was honestly, that was happening. 
but it was also very, uh, and I was scared to it and what was going to happen. There were police there. It was just like a lot, but I was there and I held my sign up and I just marched in and we were chanting, um, stand up for abortion rights, for abortion rights, stand up. And my body, my choice and post row, hell no. And, and, and when I, when I was able to calm down enough, I was, I just, I was just mouthing the chance. I like, I didn't have it in me to just like say them yet. Finally was able to like get through it. And there was a lot of people there. It was a lot of, it was a lot of love. It was very supporting. People have their arms around each other. People were sobbing. Um, lots of men there, which made me very happy to see. There was one guy with a wagon. He had like a thing full of like, he had a cooler of ice and water because it was like a hundred freaking degrees. Yeah, gotta be so hot. I mean, and I, someone came up was like, hey man, like how much for the water? He's like, nah, just take it. Mm. Like, giving out free water and like, mm. which was like really cool. And um, people had, you know, people, we're just there and we we're marching. And there was at the very front of the march was a, um, a truck. It was like a little red beat up truck and a little old man driving it. And he had um, some women in the back with drums and microphones and men too. And like, and a very loud sound system. And they were leading the way. And you had people screaming on the sidelines, like, my body, my choice. And then we'd all fall in, my body, my choice. Mm -hmm. And then you heard words. Someone was going through the crowd going, we're going on the freeway. We're going on the freeway. And then you see everyone kind of looking around going, wait, what? What's happening? Wait, what? The freeway? And I'm looking at my two friends that came and they're, they were just like, and they drove from Orange County. They drove from very far. Mm -hmm. hours like literally in traffic to get to my house to get to the train station to get yeah. to downtown LA yeah and we're like do we do this we're that's a big protest no no I've heard somewhere that you're not supposed to shut down a shut down major highways no no and we're like oh my god and then we're like are we doing this and we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this okay guys okay stay together close the gap fall in slow down slow down you're moving too fast. And then cars were trying to come up against us. And like, and that was dangerous. And we all kind of walked over and was like, no, 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 get the stop, 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 pull over and like pull over. And like, it was a full on fucking stampede of people who were fucking angry. You also saw, um, uh, photographers falling like all along and they were stopping and crouching and taking pictures. And I had one photographer come up and say, to my friend, he was like, you having fun yet? I haven't shut down a freeway in years. And he's like, woohoo, like we got this. And it was like, a, it was like, a, you know, it was like, yeah. was like coming together to like complete this trip. We took a round trip and we went right back over. We stopped, we listened to some speeches about how we shouldn't get tired. We shouldn't stop. We should still scream. We should still be loud but it's tough, right? We've been fucking, excuse my language, protesting for years. Yeah. We've been rallying for years. What is it going to take? A hundred years. It's going to take more than rallying and protesting. Yeah. 
I don't know what the answer is. You know, if you get on social media platforms and you go on, you know, places like TikTok and you hear people like, okay, we need to fuck up the economy. Maybe that's one way to do it. Like women are consumers. We buy a lot of shit. We're not only consumers, but we run this motherfucking palace. I'm sorry, but go ahead and take women out of the workplace. What y'all gonna do? When are we striking? (laughs) And not just what are we gonna do? Like, like, what are you gonna do when women stop working? When we stop riddle me that because we are over well half the working population. I guarantee you that. I'm a single woman and I have had three, four jobs at a time since for the past 10 years on and off. Yeah. Same. Try me. Absolutely the same. Like, that's what's so crazy. That's why I'm like, go ahead. Like, I think this is this is what keeps me hopeful. This is what keeps me like get some hope and like this is like this need, this needs to like turn around and come alive is the fact that we outnumber them. We, we outnumber do. them. Like we, we truly we outnumber them. We and do. we have collectively way more money and power than they do. Yeah. 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 How are we, how are we going to wield this? So this shit doesn't happen. Correct. So, so now it's, it's the, it's the dismantle it's the dismantling of the foundations of what America was built upon. Well, that's the thing is like, are we surprised the system is working for who it's designed for? It's designed for them, not designed for us. Designed for white men. I mean, I know some of them feel so targeted and freaking triggered by white men, white men. But like it, this country was founded to benefit white men. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, well, I'm not really concerned about their fragility. I'm more or less concerned about rights and equality. So um, just fucking take it and join the movement and support and um, do what's right and be a good person and don't be an asshole. Yes. So I'm not really sad about, you know, oh, we're under attack. I'm not. Okay, good. I appreciate that. I mean, it's. Yeah, no, that's. mm, Don't feel bad about it. Don't care. (laughs) Don't feel bad about it and don't care. You know what I mean? Because at the same time, at the same time, Angela, like, let's think about it. Like, I have had way more privilege in my life as a white woman than you have. I mean, I'm white, too. You are white, too. But at the same time, you grew up in poverty. Right. But, like I mean, we know yeah. each other like yeah, yeah. and and you did. And, and, and I did I, have a white experience being absolutely having yeah. a brother of color and dad of color in my family. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. And and I even feel privileged, more privileged than my family members that are of color. And let me just for context for for listeners. Angela is half white, half Puerto Rican, and she looks Asian. She looks like yes. a little Asian lady. And she so looks like lady. <laughs> she looks like a little Asian lady. So she's racially ambiguous. Like you look at Angela and you're like, I'm 
what's what's mixed and in then, <laughs> right um, and then and then you look at her your her brother and you're like yep he's reeking for sure he's mexican he's latino. latino he's a latino man yeah we already know who yeah. herb the burb is like that's a latin man we know who he is yeah your father is the same way your yeah. mother obviously not no. so it's just you're very racially ambiguous. And so I feel I have a lot, I have a few fr- uh, very close friends who are racially ambiguous and, and it really, um, you know, race and the, the colorism mm-hmm. of it all, um, really toys with them and making sure that they really stand up for their family, their people. But at the same time, they know they have this colorism privilege. Yeah. And you have that. And racism deeply affected my dad. And, and when he talks about how he was treated his whole life, it, it just breaks my heart as his daughter. Cause it, I don't, I can't relate to him on that. And I, and I just feel for him and it sucks that people would treat him different because he's the, he's a sweet man. Well, he's always told me like, you're, he's never called it or it wasn't called white privilege back then he was always just like hey I need you to understand something about you and your brother you're gonna have an easier time in life because people don't people look at you and they don't automatically assume you're you know a Puerto Rican yeah they're gonna look at your brother and they're gonna they're just gonna make assumptions about him just based on how he looks and like you can get away with that a lot easier and you're just going to benefit from that. And, um, you know, and it, that's just how the world works. Mm-hmm. And from a young age, I think he sat me down when I was like eight or nine and taught me that. And I'm like, really, and I remember going, that sucks. Well, now very interesting from your perspective. Yeah. You know, like having a very Brown brother and you being the very white sister. And then, you know, like getting teased or bullied, like, oh, are you adopted? Is he adopted? Or like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that was your brother. I'm like, we have the same last name. Um, mm-hmm. And we look alike. We're just different tones. Right. Um, right. But it's, yeah, it's it's always a silly thing, I think. To look yeah. And, yeah. But well, the, I, I mean, just cir- to, to circle back, though, to, to kind of get us back on track, though. But that's, you know racism and colorism and um well uh banning abortion is racist well yeah exactly colonialism (laughs) what how this how genocide how you know how this country was founded um that's just really the essential like also religious extremism The, the we 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 left to to go to america to practice religious extremism. Mm-hmm. Like we wanted a more extreme, that's where the Puritan, like we wanted a more extreme form of Christianity, mm-hmm. not less. They wanted more, they wanted more control. That's what it's just like, yeah, wild. And then we yeah. slaughtered a bunch of, you know, native people. Yeah, that's what I said. This country was born on genocide. Um, it was a colonialism, um, enslavement and the patriarchy. Yeah. 
that's the foundations of America. Yeah. Like, so if you, that's why I'm just like, this is just so crazy. So to kind of circle back in regards to the, now that you're in the protest, you're kind of like pulling yourself together. How is it now that you're, you're, uh, you're on the fucking freeway? Like you're, you're there and how long are you there? And, and how does oh, that all end? Up the freeway and they're, um, they're still playing drums and we're still chanting and there are cars beeping and beeping and beeping on the opposite side. They're held up and, and the cars behind us are at a full stop and there are thousands of us. And I don't know how many thousands, but there were so, so, so many people. And we got on the 110, I believe. And we did a big giant loop. And when we were, um, we marched and it was a, it was a bit on the freeway. We had um, a good amount before we ended up taking an exit. We all like marched off onto an exit. Um, But at that exit, on the ramp was met with like police in right gear. They had their batons out. They had, you know, they were ready. They were at the ready and they were some people branching off from the march to yell at the cops mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like join us, join us and stuff like that. And like peaceful protest, peace, peaceful protest. And then, and then some lady cop just pushed down Jody Sweeten, Steffi Tanner. how rude how fucking rude how rude how rude you know uh, a let me say for joke's sake that was really good so so much i really didn't you know what i'm gonna give you an a plus of the writing material because you know you and i are always first of all you and i are always in the writing room no matter whether we're in the room or we're not in the room, we're always in the writing room. And um, so I, I love that about it. Yeah, there should have been. I mean, it's it's just, we. how do we fuck shit up? And now, but fuck shit up in a way that it's like not going to get us hurt or not going to get us arrested. And can we talk about the peaceful processors versus the non-peaceful processors? That yes, there you- was a situation... Yeah. Talk to me about that. So after we marched off of the on-ramp onto the on-ramp onto the freeway for a small bit, we, we get off on a on-ramp people peel off to kind of shout at the police. Um, we go to a stop close to city hall and we listen to a couple of speeches and, and, And among those speeches, I saw a sign that like was really caught my eye and it broke my heart. And it was the the story of a woman in Alabama who was shot in a stomach after an altercation. And she was charged with manslaughter after her fetus died. Yes. Because she, she was pregnant at the time of this altercation and the, the they were trying to argue that she put herself in danger and endangered the life of the child even though it wasn't a child it was a fetus but it you know it was five months old and 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 
she was charged and I think they were able to get the case dismissed. Mm -hmm. I need to do my research before I really speak on that results of that case, but it's just one of many um, instances of a woman getting criminalized for losing a pregnancy. And we're gonna see much more cases like that. And uh, that's what a lot of these speeches were about and not getting tired. And then what was interesting though, is I did notice it wasn't just one protest. It was different groups of people that were getting together. One group of people, I think they were wearing all green and another group of people wearing all red and another group of people wearing all black. And it's also Pride Month, mind you. So there was a lot of rainbows, um, yeah. which which is fabulous too. I mean, like- Welcomed, fabulous, life, and enjoyed. Thank you. Bring all walks of life came by. And so uh, a friend of mine, we were we decided to, to leave. And it was like, we decided to leave one area of the protest so we could try to get some water. It was like very hot, you know, like 90 plus degrees. Mm. And so we're walking through and then we catch other speeches. So we just decided to stop and listen. And that's when I saw Jody Sweden over there. That was later in the day. That was um, after she was like pushed to the freaking ground for no reason. No reason. Like walking through. I mean, it was just like, it was a woman that pushed her and it's just like wild. It's not just that though. There, there's a lot of conspiracies out there and I'm like, I, you know, it's hard to know what to think, but there are people placed at these protests on purpose to fuck shit up, to get the cops to start fighting and to incite violence. And during the end of the march, there stood, there was a after we saw um, the second round of speeches at this other, it was the same march, but just a different section where there's different speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided, or they're like, okay, we're going again, we're marching again. So we decided to see how long we can go before it gets dark. I'm afraid. I, I'll be honest. I'll be out there marching, but once it hits dark, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I'm just going for my own safety. I'm going home. You know so why I'm- you're only going home for your own safety is because you're a woman. This is the exact conversation that I men had. March the men. That's Sam. the exact conversation I had with a male who was like, "Yeah, he's like this thing. Crazy thing is, is like." If I need to go to the store at three, four in the morning, I'm going to go to the store at three, four in the morning. I said, I never thought to myself at three, four in the morning, go to the store by yourself. It's unheard of. That thought really never, I thought about it. And then I thought, oh, I can't do that. That's rape culture. I have a, I I have a sundown curfew that I put on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the, a lot of the days, sometimes I have to break that curfew to like baby after after 12, 12 a.m. It's never a good time. No, 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 no. And sometimes I've <laughs> had to charge my car mm-hmm. in sketchy places or you know, get gas at sketchy places because you don't want to be stranded. It's it's Correct. awful. But when it was starting to get dark, uh, a friend a friend that went with me noticed that there were some people dressed, some men. I did not see a woman, men dressed in all black with ski masks. One of them did have an, a, a flag, um, an anti-fascist flag. Um, one of them, I mean, I think a few of them 
had guns they, they were carrying they had it on them and they had spray paint and one of them got their spray paint out and started tagging a city bus and a girl said hey man do not do that or excuse me a woman um stopped him was like what are you doing what the fuck are you doing man and he's like hey you're not protesting right she's like we don't need you to do that we, we that city property we don't need you to fuck up city property mm-hmm. and he's like he's like you're being sexist and i i need to i want to protest too and like that's how we fuck shit up and then not too much later after that when my friend's like we need to we probably need to go we need to fall back so we started distancing ourselves from those people that had that altercation with those people that looked like they were carrying guns we fell back a bit and then we saw a news crew there uh recording their news piece and it's just getting darker and darker and a friend of mine was just like you know what let's go it's time to leave we leave we get on the train we talked to someone who was just at the march and decided to leave too because they said things were getting a little weird. It was the vibe was changing. It was getting a little bit more tense. And they said that they saw some like news crew talking to some people saying, Hey, can you run up and down this alley and like make it look more chaotic? And like, and he just thought that was really weird. And now it's just like, what is the media showing Mm -hmm. and what's really happening? And it's yeah are these protests dangerous to attend yeah it's I love following just yelling in and news not noise and I encourage everybody to always like she just she's she's a journalist but she's a journalist who presents the facts she's a true journalist who is just able to just really dissect all of the bias and just be like here it is form your own opinion here it is like and yeah. so yeah subscribe to news that noise just yelling like because that's it. the bullshit that i'm talking about like that's like what news crew is having a a, a, a you know 30 well, people to run down an alley and make it chaotic and do this and do that yeah. and villainize yeah. villainize women who are standing up against their own who have to stand up against their own reproductive rights. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just like, whose side are you on? And like, yeah, I think the negative news gets news and you're trying to get views. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not news anymore. And that's mm-hmm. a bummer. It is a bummer. It is a bummer. Um, now that that's done, we like what else can we do we're still angry we're still upset but we all can't necessarily take time to go and protest or find a protest or find a rally um or even feel comfortable doing so i had some girlfriends that expressed to me i'd love to go but i just can't i'm scared i've never been to a protest before i don't know what that's like and i i would rather not go um but you have my love and support and I'm like, I'll march extra hard for you. And there's that as well. But what do we, how do, what do we do moving forward is, is kind of where I'm still a little lost at. I think, I think in general, it's just about calling your congressman and the capital of your state 
making sure that these things are accessible. It's really hard because I've never voted in the state of Indiana as an adult. I've never voted actually in this region as an adult. Okay. Our life. So personally, and to be completely transparent, I don't really know where to start when it comes to this mid miss Ohio, Indiana, Michigan area. And, um, yeah. And so it's just all so new to me because I relate and I connect with a lot more people who don't live here. Right. Um, and then it's like, but it's like, it just means that your voice, your voice is that much more powerful because mm-hmm. you're, you're speaking for a lot of people who maybe can't speak up for themselves or just are ingrained in that whatever culture keeps yeah you know yeah I really I I don't know I I think I have a lot of more research to do for me myself personally as like a Hoosier and as someone who is just kind of like really still getting acclimated to this region and I don't even know if I'm gonna be long-term staying in this region I just I don't know like I feel like everything is just so up in the air I will never leave the state of California because of this this is something that is also changed in my life if if there is not another state that also like tries to guarantee right to access like then I'm not moving there and I, I I don't think I'll be able to move home to Florida ever like I don't would never want to it's a wild place um but that's something else too it's like people have to consider like now some people are probably thinking of moving out of state but it's just not that easy you know it's like you don't like America leave and it's just not easy it's just not fair to say to people who have grown up here and their family members are here and their friends life is here so people if you don't like it leave no we get to fight for human rights too and it just sucks watching them getting stripped away I never I really some people I talk to they're not surprised but I was really surprised Heather I really never thought that this would ever be overturned ever in my life I never thought because it is going backwards it is going backwards so you have that sense of shock like oh this actually happened but once that document leaked I was like here we go I was, that even caught me off guard too. I was like, what the, like they have so much more important things. Abortion isn't, they have guns. Once that document leaked, which they're still investigating on how it leaked. And that guy was the fucking hero, that girl, that person. Whoever, no, once that happened, I was like, oh, oh, let's hold on to our nipples here because this is going to, What? I was shocked. I, I was in shock then. I was like, no way. They have to legislate on babies are just murdered. They have to legislate on that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why it's just so important for me to just like to have this episode and to record this and to get like different perspectives from other states that are going to help women. And so that's why I talked to my girl Kelly in Cal in Colorado. Yeah. In California. So I just really appreciate you both having the conversations with me 
um, Zoom really wasn't on my side, so Angela and I's conversations were just a little choppy. But um, thank you again, Kelly and Angela, for just joining me for this episode. Um, thank you again to the uh, WAMP Cheyenne um, over at WAMP in Florida, just kind of giving me the information. We have to help each other. Um, you must, you know, seek out all the information you possibly can so you know that you're right. Um, even though we don't even freaking have them anymore. But just knowing that if you do need to help someone or you need to help yourself, um, you know, reach out and hopefully we can kind of direct you towards um, the right person, people, places, and things that can, can help. Stay strong. Talk to you soon, 30 Pausers. 30 Pausers.